Welcome back to the Surreal Reel, the best source of weird, unusual, bizarre, and you might even say surreal news. I'm your host, Josh. So before I get to the news stories today, I noticed kind of an interesting observation when looking at this podcast demographic analytics, and surprisingly, the most common viewers of this podcast are women in the 28 to 34-year-old range. So if you are a woman in that age range listening to this podcast, be sure to tell your friends about it. Anyway, so let's get to the stories. The first one is one that has been really circulating all over social media. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you get your memes from, maybe Reddit. So there has been this huge ship huge shipping container ship just stuck in the middle of the Suez Canal which is the shipping route that goes uh connects the Indian Ocean to the Mediterranean I'm I'm sorry actually connects the um Persian Gulf to the Mediterranean no not the Persian Gulf the yeah the Persian Gulf Anyway, the Red Sea with the Mediterranean. So this is one of the most important shipping routes in the world because it connects Southeast Asia with Europe, basically. So what's going on is there's this huge shipping container ship that is just lodged in the middle of this canal at kind of an angle, and it's stuck so no more ships can get around it. There's a ton of, like, Google Earth pictures and satellite images of it just blocking the, just blocking the middle of this canal. So, according to an article that was published just five hours ago by the BBC, there are currently over, over 200 ships waiting behind this shipping container ship waiting to go up through the Suez Canal. So it's become this huge traffic jam. I saw on one news article that apparently one of the main commodities this shipping container ship that is stuck was carrying is toilet paper. So it's like, oh no, a flashback to last March when the coronavirus was just starting to hit and you went to the grocery store and all the toilet paper and paper towels were gone. It's like, no, it's happening again. So I don't know if that so far it looks like it's still stuck and they're, they're trying to find ways of removing the ship or getting it unstuck. I saw one picture of just this tiny, what do you call it? Um, tiny, earth moving machine i forgot the exact name trying to dig around the ship to get it unlodged from the middle of the canal and it was you know uh, it was really just comical seeing this i think they're called caterpillars that you know compared to a human was huge but compared to the ship was was basically minuscule just trying to get it unlodged so hopefully they can get it unlodged soon so we don't run out of toilet paper again so all right, let's go to our next study, our next story, which something kind of interesting. There's a study that if that is basically found that birds give people as much happiness as money. 
So one of the things that has kind of become popular during the pandemic because people have been cooped up inside so much is people have started trying to find new hobbies and stuff outside to kind of get them out of the house and get them away from just watching TV all day or being on their phones all the time. And one activity that has started to gain popularity is bird watching, even among millennials. Millennials are now the the bird watchers of the future, I guess, which is interesting because you always thought of it as like such an old person hobby, but now millennials are starting to really get into it. So this article said, this article from The Hill said that basically in our pursuit of that elusive thing called happiness, scientists can offer few findings. One, contrary to popular belief, money can't actually buy happiness. (laughs) happiness. Another more recent is that so can birds. According to the article, Europeans are particularly satisfied with their lives if if their immediate surroundings host a high species diversity, said the lead author of a recent study published in Science Daily. Joe Mitharist, a doctoral research researcher at Sinkenberg Biodiversity and Climate Research Center, said the IDIV and the Goethe University in Frankfurt explained that according to our findings, the happiest Europeans are those who can experience numerous different bird species in their life or who live near nature surroundings that are home to many species. So, I mean, this kind of makes sense. You know, it's apparently... Going on a walk through the woods or a walk outside is just as an effective antidepressant as taking a Prozac, which is currently the leading antidepressant. So it makes sense that, you know, you're outside, you're in some fresh air, you're in some place green, and there's a ton of birds that you can watch. It kind of stimulates your mind and makes you forget about any kind of mental stressors like projects you have due or anything of that nature. So it says in the article that we also examined the socioeconomic data of the people who were sur- surveyed, and much to our surprise, we found that avian diversity is as important for their life satisfaction as their income. Katrine, I'm not going to be here. It's it's a very German last name. I'm like something. Um, director of Let's just say the director of the Sinkenberg Biodiversity and Climate Center and professor at Goethe University in Frankfurt and a member of the IDIVs, IDIV, said in the article. However, it also appears that climate change is threatening many species habits, and the author pointed to studies of avian species in agricultural landscapes in Europe that show declining biological diversity. So, another downside of climate change is if you want to go out and enjoy some bird watching and, you know, enjoy nature a little bit because of rising temperatures or more extreme temperature environments, you're not going to be able to go out and see as many birds. You're just going to see the birds as in people's middle fingers of them flipping each other the middle finger off. So, but in all seriousness, huge huge problem to help save the birds 
and so that we will be able to go out and enjoy them. All right, so next story is from news.com, and apparently a personal trainer who, get, get this, is afraid of sweat wins disability claim. I mean, okay, like, I know people can have any kind of phobia imaginable. Um, you know, there's, there's, like, a ton of blogs and news articles dedicated to weird phobias, but... You know, if you're a personal trainer and you're scared of sweat, well, you're probably in the wrong career field. So, the article from News.com says that a personal trainer who's afraid of sweat won a disability claim after she refused to pick up towels at a gym. Allie Burton, 27, of the UK, told managers that contact with bodily fluids could start panic attacks and emotional ups- upset. She said she told her bosses before starting in May 2019 that she suffered from an anxiety disorder that was caused as a result of cleanliness and hygiene issues. But within weeks of starting, her boss asked her to pick up sweaty towels from the floor. I mean, okay, like, if if she really was worried about picking up sweaty towels, and I mean, come on, like, who who really wants to pick up towels after some guy just like you know working out or on the treadmill or something just used it to to soak up all the sweat on them and threw it on the floor but I mean she can use like what are those I don't know exactly what you call them but they're like uh the the things that old people use at the grocery store to to pick up stuff that's out of their reach she could use like one of those I'm not sure I'm not exactly sure what they're called but are you know or using, like, a broom handle or something to pick them up. I mean, you know, there's there's ways to work around it. You know, um, if you're talking about going to the uh, scary sites of the gym, I'd be more worried to walk into the locker rooms where all the old dudes hang out naked. Uh, one time, I was at Planet Fitness, and I always, I always got changed to my gym clothes at home, so I, I would avoid walking into the Planet Fitness locker room and there being like a bunch of old dudes just hanging out in the middle of the locker room uh, naked but one day I was at the gym and I really had to use the bathroom so I walked in to the Planet Fitness locker room slash bathroom and I walked past the main changing area and there's nobody in there so I'm thinking like okay I'm, I'm safe <laughs> Made it. I was able to walk into the Planet Fitness bathroom without seeing any naked old dudes. So as I'm walking to the area where the toilets and the sink are, I walk around the corner and there's just like some old guy completely naked washing his hands. And it's like, you know, come on, dude. There's, there's, you know, you can at least throw on a towel or something, you know. So I, I just ended up using the bathroom as quickly as possible and ran out. But, yeah, so between that and maybe having to pick up some sweaty towels, I'd much rather choose picking up the sweaty towels. So, all right, next story on the list is a U.S. company will pay you as much as $2,400 to stay away from your screens for 24 hours. So maybe this could be a solution to the woman who worked as a gym trainer but didn't want to pick up sweaty towels all she would have to do would be to say stay away from electronic devices for 24 hours and voila i mean voila voila 
however you pronounce it. Anyway, and she would be able to earn income that way instead of, and at the same time, being able to avoid picking up sweaty towels. Anyway, so according to this article from CTV News, Reviews.org, a U.S. company that tests home services and products, is holding a 24-hour digital detox challenge. They'll pay their chosen challengers over two grand to survive the whole day without screens. So basically, this, obviously, when you think of getting ready for screens, usually most people think, like, oh, I don't, that just means not looking at my phone for the entire time. But also, according to this article, it would include your TV, laptop, basically any kind of electronic device. However, the one electronic device that it is okay with is using a microwave so if you don't you know if you got a microwave of frozen dinner while you're doing the challenge you'll still be able to do that but but the article also brings up which is a very valid point that screen time is a growing health risk and the pandemic has basically accelerated or greatly increased how much time people spend on their phones According to a 2019 report from nonprofit Common Sense Media, U.S. teams were spending an average of more than seven hours, so basically a full workday, on social media for entertainment alone. So that's not including, that's just strictly for entertainment. That's not doing also like homework or any, you know, anything else, just strictly entertainment. So. To apply to this challenge, all you have to do is go to the company's website and put a little bit of information and a 100-word question about why you're right for the challenge. So I would imagine the first thing to say in the 100-word question about why you're right is, you know, you're spend, you know, if you're someone who spends seven plus hours on your phone, well, this sounds like it might be the challenge for you so i mean it's it, it seems like a really good you know i mean it, it's you know i mean it's kind of like you first read the article or the title of the article and it's like kind of like a joke like oh you know people are on their phone so much can someone really pay you know stay off their phone for a full day for twenty four hundred dollars but i mean it really drives home at a good point and i've known some people who have tried to like do the you know no looking at their phones thing for like a few days and or they've gone you know, camping for a couple days, and the whole time they they leave their phones in their car, they leave their phones at home, you know, and they say that the first day is the hardest part, but once you get past it, you know, it's, it's just like, it's just like phones never existed, basically. You know, if you get past the first day, you can get past as much time as, as you want to or need to without looking at your phone. So an interesting thing, you know, interesting challenge like i said if you're interested in it just head on over to what's the name of the website again reviews.org just head on over to reviews.org fill out the questionnaire and get ready to not have any electronic devices for 24 hours except a microwave you can still have that so all right so our next story is also a huge social media craze well not craze but it was very it was um a lot of posts on twitter and also Facebook about it. So apparently, Pepsi's newest flavor has Peeps in it. So according to this article from CNN Business, Pepsi and Peeps are collaborating on a new drink that will combine the two extra sweet flavors 
com- um, the companies announced Tuesday, Thursday. The new cola, dubbed Pepsi X Peeps, or maybe it's Pepsi Times Peeps, mixes the taste of Pepsi with the pillowy, soft, sweet marshmallows flavor of Peeps. This makes the ideal accessory and thirst quencher for springtime, according to the companies. It's also known as Type 2. So it's the first time Pepsi has used marshmallows in its cola, according to the article. So, I mean, you know, there's vanilla, Pepsi, or is there vanilla Pepsi? Maybe it's just vanilla Coke. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's vanilla Pepsi, but I know that there's cherry Pepsi and cherry Coke. So, who knows? Maybe marshmallow Pepsi? I, you know, I just can't really picture that being that good. I mean, I like Peeps. You know, I don't know if you've ever put a Peep in a microwave before and watched it expand, done that kind of experiment. But I just can't picture Peeps in Pepsi because the thing is, like, soda is really more flavorful than Peeps. I mean, Peeps, basically, their only flavor is that they're sugar. If you took just some, like, regular table sugar and started eating it, that's basically what Peeps are flavored as. And flavor is a main ingredient in soda, so I feel like... That's basically just, you know, it's kind of adding the taste of soda to soda. It's, you know, I don't, I don't really, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I just can't picture, I just cannot picture peep soda. But there was ton of reactions on social media, including Pepsi said that it was giving away 3,000 packages through its hashtag hanging with my peeps contest and in which each winner that used the hashtag on Pepsi and Instagram and Twitter showing their spring collaborations, not spring celebrations, not collaborations, will receive a package containing three 7.5-ounce mini cans in bright yellow, pink, and blue colors. I kind of wonder if whoever wins that are going to hold on to them in like 20 years from now. You're going to see that on people trying to sell them on eBay, like the old crystal pepsis from the 90s there was you know pepsi in like i don't know like maybe 92 93 came out with crystal pepsi which was just basically regular pepsi that had no coloring in it so it was clear and people have held on to the apparently some people held on to them you know for 30 years and then started selling them on ebay and it became sort of this popular youtube challenge where people would buy the old, you know, 30-year-old Crystal Pepsi off of eBay for like $60, $70 or something, and then would drink the whole bottle on their YouTube channel, which, as you can imagine, almost never went well. So, I don't know if that'll if that'll be a new thing. If 20, 30 years from now we'll be seeing uh, Peeps-flavored Pepsi cans on ebay and people will be drinking them for their youtube channels i don't know anyway so you know what time it is it's time for florida man so according to this article from fox 10 news a fort walton beach man was pulled over with an emotional support python as he greeted officers at a dui stop so you know this guy gets pulled over cop goes over looks at him in the car and he has a python around his neck. And when officers started questioning about it, he said it's his motion, emotional support pet. 
you know, not a, a dog or a cat or even, you know, something fluffy like a, a bunny or something. Suit is just walking around with an emotional support python, you know. But, you know, hey, it's Florida, so if that's, um, if that's what you need to get you through living in Florida, I'm all for it. For it. I'm all for emotional support pythons. Anyway, so that does it for tonight's episode. Thank you for listening, and as always, be sure to check back again soon for some more episodes of the Surreal Reel.